I, I do think that a lot of people live in isolation. Yeah. Not by choice, but they live in isolation because we don't understand each other. Yeah. And as a consequence, I, I think people do not become who they can become. And church may not be all that it can be because people don't share stories. Of course. Yeah, it's important. And I think, like you said, it just gives context to who somebody is. Yeah. I feel like it would help persons to also just understand that you're human and you have experiences and you didn't just come into the world That's as right. brother <laughs> Gideon's and Bryce. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, 
let's start from the beginning <laughs> for those of you for those for me that is a little fool yeah <laughs> but before we even jump into that for those of us who don't know exactly who you are and you know your role and your title in the church and that kind of thing could you let us know you know well yes i i would have um been fortunate to, to have been born and grew up in a seven adventist home having done that you know i have developed a passion for church and things relating to church so i have been always employed with with the church and within the organization the conference yeah um in church settings itself i have been as a youth leader as a pathfinder leader and those kinds of things currently i serve as a, a elder mm -hmm. in the good news chapel in terms of national leadership i would have served as well on multiple councils and so on national councils sports council um NACOP chairperson and also as youth assistant youth director then youth director right. currently i'm serving as the chaplaincy and public campus ministries director in South Carolina conference but ah. that's only should not really okay <laughs> but that's still a lot i mean we have a lot to discuss right all right so now we can go back a bit mm -hmm. well a lot <laughs> talk about how it was growing up just kind of briefly share that so you mentioned a little earlier that you were fortunate to be raised in an adventist home what was that like for you being a product of two adventist parents growing up as a young adventist yeah well um a product of two adventist parents they were seven adventist time i came along but yeah. they were not always seven adventist right you know my father was baptist my mother was catholic um i never got around ready to ask them how how that happened but but they got married and by the time i came along they were seven adventist. okay <laughs> so i grew up in a seven adventist home i think to some degree that was that benefited me the fact that they were not always seven adventists because yeah. i think my, my father was a what i consider to be sort of liberal adventist at the time yeah so that there are things that a lot of adventist children didn't do that we we got to do yeah you know my father was a lot into sports a matter of fact we had a, a cricket net in our own backyard we had a table tennis board we had, our house was like the fun house on a saturday night people would come and play on lime and so on yeah i i got to go to pujas hindu puja i i went to um sunday churches you know when yeah. when friends invited us we went to once and so it, it, it was it was i think we had a good home yeah you know um i had siblings two um two brothers well three brothers i had two and then one came along after a little while okay right so it was two brothers eventually three and two sisters and how it staggered you know i think the girls sometimes thought that they were boys because they would play cricket with us okay. they would climb trees they would do all kind of thing but then we also learned to play moral and hopscotch and right. those kind of things so it, it was really a fun family nice family um sabbath breakfast together and those kinds of things and so yeah i think it was a nice family growing up okay. I, I enjoyed it i mean we got back with each other with coral <laughs> and so on we got licks and that kind of thing but but i think it was enjoyable okay okay that sounds nice but seeing that you did grow up in adventist home it means that you'd have been introduced to faith and god and 
you know the bible right um and had a early understanding of those things uh what were some struggles you had with faith or your relationship with god as you know a child or as a youth as a teen etc well i really didn't understand god eh? yeah I, I i went to church i knew that there was a god i i believe that god was real yeah and but i'm not so sure i really appreciated who this god was and i'm not so sure i liked him um well we were supposed to love him but i'm not so sure i liked him wow okay. <laughs> you know? yeah. because I, I really pictured god in in a way he was displayed and thinking about it now as i said my, my father and they were not harsh but i think from all the accumulation of of the all the concepts that you heard and sermons preached and so on i i really thought of god as this long beard guy that sat on this big throne <laughs> looking down yeah you know and you will hear the read about and then why they talk about god is is scrutinizing with what what exactitude and and recording everything with precision and i can't remember the exact quote <laughs> but i know the frightening the way it was just just yeah. hearing how it was read was frightening that this was a god that was scrutinizing everything you do and he, every time you make a mistake he's checking that yeah you know and it's adding up and someday you will get licks for that you know and i i, I really not so sure i like that god Mm. you know and, and to be honest i do think that a lot of people are turned off from christianity because how, how this god is depicted yeah and i so when i did something that was wrong when i did something that was incorrect and so on approaching god was a real issue yeah because you think that he's he's absolutely vexed and that he really thinks that 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 um his mission is to punish you. Yeah. You know, because you're supposed to know better than that. Take some mix. So that distorted, you know, your ability to really connect, to be open, to be vulnerable with God. It was like, I don't want to upset you. With God and with other people. Right. You know, because if you thought that was what God was like, mm-hmm. then you, you are thinking that 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 is what christianity is supposed to represent so the fact that so you became very intolerant of other people now at that time i i didn't think of it as intolerance right in fact i'm even sure if i knew that word (laughs) but you knew that 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 wrongdoing was something that was to be detested Mm -hmm. and while yes you wanted to test but but we didn't we could not differentiate i could not differentiate um detesting a wrong act as opposed to detesting somebody right and also it kind of got muddy like very muddy yeah yeah so how did that or rather did you find because of that perspective that you had and because of that struggle did you have an issue with connecting with persons in the church as well like specifically in church being open and being able to share and have like accountability and relationships even with persons older than you and that's what i was saying from the beginning yeah the fact of you you if you are intolerant of somebody's errors then you do expect any um any different reaction 
from you have you being an error from somebody else yeah and and so really sharing really was was very minimal you know and i probably would have said sometime before we 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 also had the concept you know that from long time you're hearing that you know when you tell when you share people will people will will preach about what you say yeah. and those kind of things and or just really, judge you yeah that's how yes. people feel yeah about, you know so so everybody at least for me you might as well just keep it inside and and and, and struggle with it but you're struggling in a losing battle because the, the the source of overcoming the struggle you're not comfortable with having a, a conversation with a person exactly. about the struggle so so christianity became a a lonely a, road a real lonely <laughs> tough road yeah. and you know you you're watching and, and you're not seeing light at the end of the tunnel because you're not sure that you can make this you know is what you're supposed to do but you're not sure that you can make this you know and yeah you're just there so talk to me a bit about how you overcame that struggle of you know this view you had of god how did that view change and why like what happened in order for you to see god as who he truly is and then how did that help your relationship with god and others yeah well let me well let me plug this in right mm -hmm. my my journey changed when really and truly i went to uh ay summit and one of the youth leaders said was pastor dutton you know he said uh, he made a statement he says you are as powerful as you read you know and that's you are as powerful as you read mm -hmm. now i don't think i read my first full book until i was probably age of 15 16 somewhere around that age right so i i really didn't like reading at all i i um i didn't mind stories and those kind of things but reading and and out of that but he said you know you're as powerful as you read and I didn't really want power, but I wanted to do what I was doing properly. Right. Now, all this time as an AY leader and so on, right? But right. still having struggles and so on. And so I started to read. And it is in reading, I found answers. Yeah. You know, I found answers. You know, um, books like, like Morris Venden that spoke about um, to know God and how do i find my will in god and those kind of things i started to read those kinds of books and as in reading those books i came to understand you know really who this god is and right. who, how to relate to this god and how to to accept the the assurance of salvation that god has given you yeah and so it's so in reading so so that that would be my encouragement to anybody get good books and read not bills and boons not not um now I I don't beat people who are reading Mezambons. I personally won't read it, right? But I'm just saying lots of reading is good, but you also have to choose what you read if you want to be empowered. Yeah. So you can have a lot of information, but not necessarily be empowered. So 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 that that was where I found my thing in terms of reading and in terms of sharing. Um we had a group that was called Orchids. Mm -hmm from a long time ay and that group is to meet every tuesday night and we were encouraged you know to start your own devotional life start your own and and so i developed my own personal devotional life 
from that encouragement. And even that story was, was interesting. I don't know if I have time to say that story. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I remember we were encouraged. We were studying the kingdom of glory and the kingdom of grace. Right. Those two kingdoms. What is different between the kingdom of glory and the kingdom of grace? And that devotion said, uh, the, the leader said to us that to, to start your devotional life, make God king of your kingdom of your heart and that is the kingdom of, of grace and and so she gave us she said, tell God talk to God and tell him how you um, how you feel what you want and he will probably wake you up and have a devotion he said even if a broomstick fall along or something and it wake you up know that that God talking to you and so I, I I took that challenge up and just as we were told we had a wooden floor where we were living and a broomstick did fall <laughs> and it did wake me up yeah and you know that was so sure to me that it was actually god because the exact yeah um example, example that you used you know was what happened you know and, and and that to me started my journey of of faith of, of faith of understanding hey god god responds yeah you know and and yeah so the reading plus those little small groups where we we met in ay bands and so on i think that was the genesis of my real faith in god right and so just to summarize even what you're saying there it's like get to know god for yourself because i think for a lot of us like we have a lot of preconceived notions of god based on our experiences with people uh not necessarily our experience with god personally um and then in addition you're encouraging us to get into community because I think that's also what this series is trying to encourage for us to not try to do it by ourselves, but to be around people that encourage us to pray. Yeah. There, there really is a reason why God said for us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Yeah. There's a reason why he set up <laughs> the church system. And so. not just in the traditional formal way, because yeah. people think that because they come to church every Sabbath and sit down in the, you know, group, yeah. in the audience, and then they leave, like that's, gathering or that's community but if you're not fellowshipping actually if you're not that's getting right. to know people if you're not you know reaching out extending like some people i i see them they, they come to church and as soon as the service finish they they're gone yeah you know and um no I, I don't know why you know maybe they have to rush home to see about the elderly person or some kind of thing so I, i'm not judging them but i i often wonder whether or not such actions really cause us to miss the benefits of why we came in the first place right you know yeah. because all that we do with god in church we probably could do at home you know yeah i could do what that we, at home. what we cannot do at home is to do it with other people yeah and and that's the essence of coming to do it with other people and therefore that 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 body heat <laughs> even now the COVID version of it is you know zoom zoom breakout sessions and when yeah. you're able to kind of just like talk with persons even if we can't meet physically a version of it now is to at least fellowship online and fellowship online get that's together right. and chat mm -hmm. and talk about your weekend and share, share yeah. you know mm -hmm. that's yeah. important so yeah i think that's something that we really should take note of within your story so to pivot a little bit you got into uh church leadership um seemingly at a young age 
Yeah, I, I, I was probably about 15, 16. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And then you took on basically a life of leadership, I would say, right? Um, you found purpose in youth ministry and you've really been trotting that path for mm -hmm. most of your life. Um, so talk to me a bit about, you know, life within church leadership and, you know, how you, oh, how you came to discover like this is my purpose and this is how i am going to continue journeying forward that 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 too is that as an interesting story and i think how i became um how i got into leadership is is um a motivation for me to keep insisting yeah so my family moved from well i was in my family i was a child right but um, <laughs> my parents yeah we moved from arima where we were living we came to live in St. Augustine, right on St. John Street there. And so we, we were looking for church. We, we, were, we were actually thinking that we're not going to stop going to the church that we're going to because uh, yeah, we, we had fun there. Yeah. But um, we soon realized that that's not really making sense. So we, we found a small company on St. Vincent Street. It was an old lodge there that from a crusade that had started when Dr. Wiggins had a crusade right on the conference compound. Mm -hmm. And a small company started there. We went there, we met our cousins who, who in that um, thing, cousins that we didn't really have much connection with. But so that started a, a, a nice, um, well, not a reunion, but a, a union. Yeah. So one of the AY leaders there one day came to me and said that, you know, I. I I'm led to ask you to serve on the AY Council. And I was like, who led you? <laughs> and she was like, well, the Spirit told me to do yeah. that. And uh, well, are even out spaces, right? It's going quickly. And I, I said, no, I, I don't think that that's for me. Now, growing up in church, I used to do 13 Sabbath um, memory verse and those kind of things. But I really didn't have intentions of doing more than that. Yeah. I, I, you know, I go to church but you know i i don't really want to be anything but she insisted and she then she, she said something which she said listen go home and pray about it because this was after midday service yeah she's talking to me and she said well go home and pray about it and when you come you know this afternoon tell me what what god will do well being a novice at at something like this because i and god are no real partners so i I mean, pray, you don't want to say you're not going to pray. I mean, after all, you're a Christian. So I said, okay. So I went home and I did pray as to how to listen out for action from God. I, I, I don't know because, as I said, we're not really partners. We already have no long conversations. Yeah. So I'm not sure how to listen. So I, I remember I uh, do some stamp collections and so on. So I emptied the, the jar that I had these, these stamps in and I put I write on a piece of paper, yes and I know. And I, I put it in this thing and I shake it up. So when I pull it out, I got a yes. So I didn't like the answer, so I put it back and shake it up again. <laughs> I shake it up again. I pull it out again, yes again. I say, what trouble is this? So I decide I don't know what to do now because I don't want to go back to church now and tell you that, that well, God say yes. So my, res my answer to that was just don't go back to AY. So I didn't go back to AY. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> because I don't, want to, I don't want to tell her. I don't want to lie, yeah. but I don't want to tell her. Yeah, so I didn't bother to go back to AY. I stayed home. The rest of everybody went back to AY. 
and they came back home you know surprisingly nobody asked me anything as to why i didn't come anything you know so i was just there you know about eight o'clock in the night well it seemed like about that kind of time i am sure when i got away i hear just knocking on the door you know and that was the, the, the lady came and she asked me she said well i realized you didn't come back to just come to find out what god say <laughs> you know and well i couldn't i couldn't lie well actually i couldn't lie but i really i wasn't a liar yeah <laughs> you know so i i had to tell her and you know and that started my journey and from that within two years or so i was a right leader i was wow. then became junior church coordinator um we started pathfinder club and so on and, and from that i just became um district leader and, and i just you know God just used me and until I became your director. Yeah. You know, but what I'm always mindful of is what would have happened in terms of my leadership had that lady not mm. come the night and knock on that door and ask me, say, yeah. I come to find out what, what God yeah. said to you. You probably would have just ignored it and moved on with your life. Yes, I'm going with my life. Yeah, you know? she wasn't persistent persistent and and that's why i always i always advocate for the intergenerational ministry yeah adults do not force young people but they must be present yeah and do not see a young person's no to mean that that they don't necessarily want to do it there are several different reasons why why they are saying no yeah and and, and somehow and, and lots of times it's not because they don't want to do it of course of course and yeah it's like a lot of us feel fair we feel intimidated but also yeah. it's connection as well i know with my generation we thrive on just feeling understood <laughs> we all want to feel understood yeah. so if we don't feel connected or we don't feel understood by those around us we feel a little forced it's not going to come naturally and yeah. we, we won't reach out to take up these roles and these positions mm -hmm. so i really think it's important to have older persons that are mentoring younger persons that are looking after them and seeking their best interest kind of thing with that being said what is one piece of advice since we you know want to keep it a little short what is briefly one piece of advice you would give to young persons who are looking to figure out like what am i supposed to be doing here for you it came kind of unexpectedly and you seem to just have followed the natural progression of that and the natural path that god had mm -hmm. set out for others it might seem like well i have all these interests i don't know what i'm doing you know how do i align myself with purpose and yeah. what, what god wants me to do well what i have learned and it's not necessarily a simple thing um well it actually is simple but not necessarily easy to do yeah i, I don't know if that makes sense <laughs> right <Okay. laughs> but it's it, it is really about just asking god you know talking to god about it in a very straight and and plain way and I, I think a lot of times what I have learned to, to, to overcome is being vulnerable with God. Right. Because really and truly, you're not vulnerable. Yeah. But we, we, we think that we are, God's request to be perfect mm -hmm. means that we have to be flawless. 
and 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 god's perfection and I, I hope you understand what i'm saying when i say this god's perfection is not flawlessness god's perfection is a a consistent mm. desire to become right to grow and to live to what you know and to be able to admit when you did not do or when i did not do all that i was supposed to right. do i can admit that and 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 take it from there submission that, that that is what that is what god wants the journey a moving in a in a right direction so if i if if i am in a red band maxi on the bus route and i'm moving towards porter spain porter spain is the destination that's what we're looking for that's nice perfection right but once i'm in the maxi going in the right direction and i am deliberately choosing to stay in the maxi going in that direction that is what god wants to do yeah because when you read spirit of prophecy we are told that even when we get to heaven we're still learning mm. so if we're gonna be learning even when we get to heaven means that when he comes there are still things that we don't know yeah so it means that that the perfection that we're talking about being here is not absolute knowledge right so what god wants that perfection is really staying in the red band maxi going in the right direction and god's grace is what makes up for the rest of the distance that that we didn't arrive at to, yeah. when 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 the end comes yeah and so my 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 advice would be talk to god and become vulnerable with god tell him what you feel what you think what you do like how what what you hate what you what you don't want to hate but you hate what you want to hate but you but you don't hate it and talk to him yeah and 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 tell him these things these passions what you're feeling this is what i i i think i want to do but i'm not so sure um have conversations with him yeah and and then listen now those responses will come either through somebody or through something that you're reading or the spiritual just put it in your head boom it'll come different ways but but listen out for the answers listen out for the answers but have conversations with god yeah tell him exactly what you feel and what you think and and tell him how you want him to answer now he may not answer that way but tell him I think also patience is important because I think sometimes for us, again, being in a generation of social media, things being very instant, we kind of want a clear, instant answer yeah. as soon as we ask. And yeah. that's not necessarily how, because I'm sure right. when you became AY leader, God didn't immediately tell you you were going to be the youth director. No, and I actually had no intentions. <laughs> exactly. And you didn't know that that's where yeah. you'd end up. And that yeah. was part of your purpose. So for us, it's I think it's similar that purpose is not necessarily this giant end goal that's placed yeah. in our lap in the that, beginning. That patience thing, I think, is important. Now, I, I had what was a medical condition called osteoesteoma. It's a, it's a cancer in the femur, in the, the right femur. Yeah. I had that painful experience. Of that. I mean, in the femur, in the marrow, you have it's painful yeah and for close to five six years i prayed about this thing what it was now i thought it was an injury 
um, number of mixed diagnoses, people treat my back, my knee, my hip, my all kind of things, different places. I went all over the place and praying about it, talking to God about it, and, and still pain. Yeah. I mean, intense pain, where sometimes I came to work and my boss would have to send me home. Yeah. He says, you're coming, go home, go home, you know? But, but, but you're, you're keeping, you're talking to God, but you seem like you're not getting an answer, yeah. responding to this thing, but you're still serving God, you're going, but you're wondering, you know, those kinds of things. And I mean, well, that's our next story because how God resolved that for me in itself was a whole miracle, right? And that I got treated by one of the number one doctors in the US, free of charge. Wow. Right? And just how that, how that happened was was a miracle in itself you yeah know? but I, i'm just saying that story to show patience you know so that testimony itself became a testimony to other people and it became a testimony to, to myself yeah that that's okay god may not work it immediately but he's putting the, the pieces in place to, to give you the best doctor yeah yeah and you don't you wouldn't know at the beginning at, how it's gonna end yeah, but yeah. again it's patience it's faithfulness it's staying the course um and believing that ultimately he will reveal in time what is meant to be revealed That's right. yeah so purpose is not just one giant destination i tell people this i feel like you serve different types of purposes throughout your life um mm -hmm. that will lead you to something for sure but every season has its own purpose i believe That's right. yeah all right well we have learned quite a bit about you. Um, I think that I have a really good understanding of the fact that though you served such a great life of leadership, it didn't start off as that, like this clear picture of I am going to be youth director. I am going to be. I really, I mean, my concept of God would not have been one, I mean, when I was younger, would not have been one where I I really would have wanted to be anything too closely associated. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And now having said that though, on reflection, you are seeing how God was putting little things in place, you know, um, from small, from mission stories that I heard from from yeah, a child, yeah. Um, from experiences where my father would take us to work because he, he himself worked at the conference office for some time. So he would take us to work. Um, we would go to workers' meeting. So we interacted with the workers. We had a, I, I had a sense of, of, of camaraderie and family with, with the conference workers. And I got familiar with just being on, you know, in yeah. on the and those kinds of things. And when I reflect now, you see, God was putting things in place, but it was not my intention. Yeah, you didn't yeah. see how the pieces were yeah. lining up for that, but yeah. God put that together um, right. unbeknownst to you. So, yeah, um, I think that's, you know, a really powerful testimony as to how God can use us, but also 
the importance of obedience as well because you had to be obedient within your journey to get to where you are now um you had to be always obedient yeah (laughs) but you learn um and you're in you're you were obedient in ways that god was able to use like praying to ask about the the ay position and you know different things like that so um thank you for sharing i hope that you would be blessed um by brothers and rice's story i hope that you know we all have a better understanding of you now that you have opened up and shared with us and you have told us you know where you come from and where you are now and also why you're so passionate about not only youth ministry but fellowship and community and succession being able to have persons mentor and prepare the next generation to be in the positions that you have been able to be in Yes, thank you. Glad to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. And I like you. I'm, I'm trusting that the stories do help. Yeah. To me and I will hold you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for sharing. Now we will take you to our next segment. I hope you enjoy. Always be. A place for you at my table, return to me.